0: Baseball money is fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply.
1: Welcome to Baseball Money is Fake. New year, new me, new us, new podcast name. We are here. It's the same, you know, you know the drill. It's Blake Meyer. Here with my man, Ryan Gilbert. How you doing today, Ryan?
0: Doing good, yeah. It's a new year, it's a new name, but it is the same us, still talking about fantasy baseball, still talking about how baseball money is fake, as I've been uh, saying all off-season here, but I just feel like having a, having a fun name like this is uh, exciting and a, and a good way to kick off 2023.
1: Yeah, it really, I mean, there was nothing wrong with SGP and fantasy baseball. It was kind of blunt and yeah. straight to the point, but we need something that, we're we're a little spicy. We need something that spices it up for us a little bit.
0: Yeah, exactly. We gotta spice it up. We gotta we gotta open it up to, to the masses here. And I think this is a big thing. People were talking about a lot this off season was baseball money being fake. Not just us, not just me, not just people on Twitter all over. I mean, with all the contracts that have been given out and are are continued to be given out. So, yeah, we're uh, we're getting on board here. It's a, it's our new name for a podcast. Baseball money is fake. It's still still a fan's baseball podcast. Still gonna be plenty of uh, just shooting the shit here, talking baseball, Blake and I, so all that good stuff. But yeah, I wanted to spice it up a little bit, and I- I'm excited about it.
1: Yeah, and this way we're still gonna cover plenty of fantasy baseball. It's gonna be very fantasy baseball oriented, as it has been. But this kind of opens it up to let us talk about more, just like shoot the shit about some baseball, like regular baseball talk, as well, without it being kind of like this is a fantasy baseball podcast. Why the hell? Are you guys talking about how much money Carlos Correa signed for? But yeah, like now we, we get a little more creative freedom with this and I love it. We'll have some merch in the merch store at some point. We got a cool Ooh, new yeah. logo. Uh, the Twitter handle is, is no longer SGPN fan baseball. It's just at fake baseball. Easy to remember, easy to say, looks good in a Twitter handle at fake baseball. Go follow it now while it is fresh in your mind.
0: Yeah, I'm sh- I'm shocked you you sent me at fake baseball being very Like, yeah, we, we have to take that. Just it's so easy, so so quick. And as you said, yeah, well, op- opens it up a little bit to more um, topics. I know uh, baseball cards are gonna be popular again. Maybe we'll do something with that here during the uh, dark days of the off season. But there's there'll be plenty to come here. Now it's 2023, only uh um, next month pitchers and catchers, two months we get spring training, three months. We'll have MLB regular season action. So it's going to be here before we know it. And uh, yeah, I'm excited about the new name. I'm excited about the podcast, as I have been. And 2023 should be a good year here, hopefully.
1: Speaking of 2023, it is a new year. And as is popular every year on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, whenever you want to do it, uh, people kind of make uh, New Year's resolutions. So we figured to start the show, we're each going to just give our one fantasy baseball new year's resolution for 2023 Brian I think you said you had something so what do you what do you think for 2023
0: Yeah I'll kick it off here it's something I, I touched on a uh, uh, last show with Nick from Pitcherlist if you missed that one definitely check that one out a great conversation with him but it's um taking mock drafts seriously every year I, I have my my main league that's usually what I draft first and then I'm like okay yeah now I I'm I'm so much more informed I, I know what I can wait for and i want to do more drafts after that so my, my news resolution is i prepare with rankings but I, I don't prepare as often with with mock drafts so i think mock drafts is something that's something we can do together we can do live on the podcast we can do recaps we can maybe get the community involved and it's going to be a way to create content but also prepare myself better for my personal leagues which is something i think i definitely need to do uh, I used to be really into and just doing all sorts of drafts, even before like fantasy baseball would open. I'd do it like on a, like, a message board draft uh, <laughs> back when I was a teenager. So, yeah, I know there's a lot of good uh, mock draft um, platforms out there, and I'm gonna take advantage of them uh, over the next couple of months, and hopefully we can have some fun with it for some content, and uh, you guys can learn something too along the way.
1: I love that one because that's, I mean, that's not mine, but I wish it was because. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I want to I mean, take them serious.
0: You're involved too. Yeah, we're, we're going to be doing them together. So yeah, you, don't, you and, don't have a choice.
1: <laughs> excellent <laughs> idea with the live on the pod mock drafts and such. It's, mm-hmm. I'm so ready for baseball season to be here. And now that mock drafts are firing I, up, we I, might have a mock draft episode coming here in the near future.
0: Yeah. uh, uh. A little inside baseball money is fake here. Blake and I were trying to set up a a mock draft for our. Well, I was trying to set up for for our first uh, show of twenty twenty three, but too soon. Hopefully, we'll we'll get one done uh, later this week or or next week, and we can uh, get into it. Um, yeah, I forgot what I was going to say, but that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Good, good, good podcasting right there.
1: Hell yeah! My (laughs) New Year's resolution for this year is I want to be better about drafting pitchers. I know when we first started this, we kind of talked about uh, how we go about managing our fantasy teams. I might be the worst uh, fantasy manager in terms of pitching ever. Like, I, I just don't like to draft pitching in fantasy leagues. I was waiting until like round eight to get my first starting pitcher, which is not not very good at all. And after we had Nick on the episode, it's like the complete opposite of what he talked about. You want to focus on your weaknesses early, things you don't know quite as much about, kind of lock those down, and then later on in the drafts, you re- you really want to be able to lock down, like, okay, I, I know hitters. Like, I can find a hitter from a mile away, buried deep down in the draft. Pitchers are not as keen on, so this year I want to be a lot better about drafting a decent pitching lineup while still bringing it home with the hitters.
0: Yeah, that's a good one there. I, I think it's also easier though to to find a pitcher on the uh, waiver wire or for a stream, just because there's there's so much more free flowing action there going with good pitchers, people streaming and people dropping a, a pitcher after a bad start. Like b- b- people aren't gonna drop a hitter if he goes over four, or over five, but you know if he goes over twenty, m- maybe something like that. But yeah, the, the, I think I think draft strategy. Uh, we're, we're, we're both uh, on the same page there with, with trying to improve our draft strategy in uh, 2023. So I think I think that's a good start. That's a good start.
1: Yeah, and then like a little, it's a little runner-up. Uh, I'm gonna do better about positional rankings this year. I mm-hmm. usually do them for myself, and I don't ever really tell anybody. I just have them for myself. I'm going to do a lot better uh, about this year keeping positional rankings, put them out there for all of you guys to see, and then updating them throughout the year so you guys can kind of see. Where I'm at uh, on kind of a month-to-month basis, my position. I think that'll be helpful for everybody.
0: Yeah, I think positional rankings is also something that maybe we should get into before we do a mock draft. But I think just doing a mock draft and getting into it, and then doing our, our top ten lead position or whatnot, could be a could be a fun thing. But yeah, getting those rankings out there, getting some mock drafts, uh, be, shoring up, you know, identifying, like you said, identifying your weaknesses in drafting or your fantasy baseball weaknesses in general and just trying to improve upon them.
1: Uh, And speaking of mock drafts or just regular drafts in general and draft strategy, uh, as you know, the NFPC has had some drafts going on for like a month now. And I guess it's, it's been like two months. I think they started in November Uh, And their ADP rankings are out. We have talked about them on the show a little bit. Nick mentioned them a little bit last episode. Uh, We figured what better time than now to kind of cover some late round sleepers that we have our eyes on. We're looking at guys that are currently uh, with an ADP of 250 or higher. Kind of guys that you're going to get like very late in the draft, end of the draft, or maybe not even drafted at all, that you can kind of get now and get much better value out of them later in the season i know you said before we started recording you have got a decent little list who's the first guy you got on your list right
0: yeah, I, I just went to, went to the, uh, NFCB and scrolled down to 250 and just started jotting down a few names here, uh, 10 to be exact, which was more than I, th- I thought I would find. Uh, <laughs> my first name though does have a Philadelphia tie in here. Uh, Brandon Marsh. Brandon Marsh is still, uh, I knew it pretty young. I think he's 25, 26. And, you know, he was a top prospect. He was, he was kind of one of those guys the angels were counting on to, uh, you know, be top of the order, even bottom of the order. So, he's 25, uh, going to be 26 this year um, with the Phillies. He hit 288, up from 226 with the Angels. Had three home runs in 41 in 41 games, so extrapolated out, out to 12 home runs. You know, he'll be, he's not going to hit top of the order. The Phillies lineup is kind of stacked, but he'll be down there, 7-8-9, you know, knocking in mm-hmm. whoever's left on base, getting on base for the, for the big boppers at the top of the lineup, and he should also be a guy that maybe sees an increase in uh, stolen bases. He, he's got a lot of speed. Only had ten stolen bases on 14 attempts last season. You know, maybe he's able to take advantage of the uh, pitch clock, the, the bigger bases, the, the pickoff roll. and you know, just get that speed back, get his average back up, and be a be a solid fourth outfielder for somebody.
1: Yeah, the only thing that worries me with Marsh is that 34% K rate. It was 35 in 2021. But on the positive side, at the end of the year from August to October, he got that K-rate down to 29%. Not necessarily like earth shattering, but it's a difference. And in things like points leagues, like I've said many times before, I love me some points leagues. That makes a massive difference. And it really does shoot him up the, the value chart for me a little bit, especially in that same August to beginning of October time frame. Nine well, yeah, doubles, and, two triples, and, three home runs.
0: Yeah, that August to October was when he was traded to the Phillies. Like he, he played his last game with the Angels on July 31st, oh, played his go. first game with the Phillies on August 4th, and th- their hitting coach Kevin Long, I think either him or their video staff like identified like a hitch in his swing, and and he did look a lot better with the Phillies than than he did with the Angels. So hopefully, you know he, he, that he can take that going into next year.
1: Yeah, he was making some really hard contact with the Phillies too. 41.8% hard hit rate, 91.2 mile per hour average exit velo. Barrel rate 6.6%. So it's just league average, but I don't think he's going to be a guy that you're going to see like a 20% barrel rate from. But that average exit velo is nice. He's got some speed to him. I like that. What was his ADP? Do you say again?
0: Uh, I actually did not say. his Pay is uh 271 right now, so he's uh, just like behind that. Trey Mancini, ahead of Ling Thomas, Charlie Blackman in the outfielders. So yeah, he's a guy that you know steals aren't that important. It's all about the big boppers, but he, he's a guy that can uh, hopefully hit 15 home runs, get a uh, get some good counting stats there, and, and a good Phillies lineup.
1: Yeah, he's a pretty high upside guy at this point. So I mean, mm-hmm. He's going to be overlooked because he was that top prospect that didn't necessarily live up to the expectations. So he is going to have a lot of people overlooking him this year. And that Phillies lineup is stuck. So mm-hmm. he's got uh, he's going to score some runs for sure. Uh, I have a guy in that same kind of ADP range, though, at 278, Jordan Walker for the St. Louis Cardinals. He's a young guy. He's never played before.
0: He hasn't played baseball <laughs> before.
1: Never in his life. Never
0: he's played. Brand baseball. new to he's baseball. Does a baseball bat. Did he play cricket or anything? Does he have any any rounders experience?
1: Ping pong. He's very good at ping pong. Okay. And uh, coordination. It, yep. And they said it translates well to the major league level. So I think he's just gonna just gonna kill it. But no, he's he spent last year in Double A. Absolutely ate it up. Hit three oh six. With 31 doubles, three triples, 19 home runs, scored 100 runs, and stole 22 bases. The kid's the real deal. Uh, he kind of gives me Julio Rodriguez vibes from last year. Just the same kind of same stature, same uh, hitting ability, same eye at the plate. Like he had a, I'll just shy of an 11% walk rate last year. And I know the Cardinals, he plays third base. Uh, he's not taking Nolan Arenado's job. But he did get some time in outfield last year. And the Cardinals do have a stacked outfield spot. But uh, in, in the ready AMA last week, perfect example, somebody said – somebody asked about Jordan Walker. And I said, I think Jordan Walker makes the opening day roster. I think the benefits of him starting on the roster day one, it puts him as a front runner for rookie of the year right out of the gate. The team gets those extra benefits from that. So does he. And somebody said, well, what about the fact that they have uh, Donovan and Yapez and Carlson and all those guys in the outfield right now? It's already stacked. And I just said, they're not good enough to stop him from playing in the outfield. He's he's that good of a player. And I think at 278, he's he's a guy that could put up top 100 top 100 stats.
0: Yeah, I, I guess he's a high ceiling guy. I, I was trying to avoid young guys like that. I have a few young guys in here, but I, I don't know if I can see it with what you said. He's a third baseman. They have usurp uh, Usurp, Arenado. Outfield has Yepes. They have Yepes DHing here, even Carlson, Lupar, Tyler O'Neill. So maybe you can you can sneak in there if if his defense can can live there or play some DH. But yeah, they also have Nolan Gorman, a good, a good young guy, Alec Burleson. So the Cardinals. That's my only, only worry with him is, is just getting the playing time. And these, these young guys, their, their first year, they never, they never seem to pan out. I know Julio Rodriguez did. It's like a, it's a unusual case there, but yeah, like you said, 278 probably going to be undrafted in a lot of leagues, especially a lot of leagues with casuals in it, not going to draft someone that's not going to be uh, projected to make the opening day roster, but he was a first round pick in 2020 so he has the skill set and you know if he can impress in spring training he could get there and he's he's worth a late flyer
1: i completely agree i think he's just he's too good he's shown too much too much hitting ability and i like the the casuals point uh, those kind of casual fantasy baseball players are just going to overlook jordan walker because they want to see how did this guy perform at the major league level last year and they'll take somebody that they can look at their stats from last season Especially their fantasy stats and put that in their lineup rather than okay he's never played before so who knows what he could be I think he's gonna surprise a lot of people.
0: Yeah uh, and yeah and sticking with uh, the the Cardinals young guys I do have Dylan Carlson written down. Uh, he's been a guy that that's burned me in the past. He was probably he would probably have been on my list in 2020 2021, 2021 He actually had a, a decent year hit 18 home runs OPS 780 but projected to hit ninth according to fan graphs uh, yeah, another another first round pick back in 2016 he's getting to that age where you know he should be starting to produce a little bit uh switch hitting outfielder, not quite doing that yet but uh, i'm trying to look if he was shifted at all last year he was shifted over half the time batting lefty but he was better against the shift than not against the shift so i don't have many uh stats to back this up but carlson i think his adp is really low Let me uh ADP 355. He's not getting drafted, oh, yeah. so yeah, he, he's he's a guy to kind of just look out for for a potential breakout in a in a good Cardinals lineup. Yeah, he he's a guy.
1: He's he's okay. Like I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So no. He, exactly. Yeah. He, he wasn't. He, he's yeah. the ninth guy on my list. So I, I just four triples out there. is cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who else you got on your list?
0: Uh, a guy who. I guess I thought was a lot better than he is. And also he can't stay healthy. Uh, out of Belter Mondesi for, uh, Kansas City, the, the oh. speedy shortstop. He was great back in 2018, 2019, but I mean, 2019 was the only time he played more than 75 games in a season. Only played 15 games last year, but he's one of those guys. He has the speed. He stole what, uh, 32 bases, 43 bases, 24 bases in the shortened season in 2020. So, He, he hits for power sometimes. His average isn't great, but he's one of those guys you, you can get late, maybe get a, get a few stolen bases. I think he's multiple position eligible on, uh, Yahoo. Let me check real quick. It might just be shortstop, though. Uh, yeah, it might just be shortstop, but yeah, he, he's a, a guy that maybe watch his health, see if he can, uh, bounce back in 2023.
1: Yeah, he's a tricky one for me. Uh, he has dual eligibility on uh, ESPN, third base and shortstop. But I got asked about him in the Reddit AMA as well, and all I could really say was uh, he hasn't really played enough baseball mm-hmm. lately for me to have like a an opinion one way or the other. Uh, from in six seasons or seven seasons, the most he's ever played is 102 games. I uh, I don't know he. He's one of those fast guys that doesn't hit for the greatest average. He's like if Billy Hamilton could hit 220 is pretty much what Adalberto Montesi is with a little more pop. I guess he hit 14 home runs in 75 games in 2018. So he's got a little pop, but I just, I don't know. He's a very high upside guy. I don't hate the pick. I just don't, I don't know how to feel. Yeah. Let's move on. Who you got? Uh, oh. Jumping right into it. I have. Mimodesty slotted in
0: as Royals' third baseman because they have Bobby Wood at shortstop. So he's not he's not going to stay at a power position when he, he can't stay on the field. So
1: that's true. Yeah. Uh, one guy I have is Jared Walsh. Ooh. This is strictly a his ADP is all the way down at 459. This is a pick for me where in 2021 he hit 29 home runs, 34 doubles. He hit 277, he hit 293 the year before. Like he's he's got the pop. He's got everything you need and he had that down year last year and it's because he had that uh kind of that rib injury and he ended up having thoracic outlet surgery in September and they shut him down for the rest of the year and I think that that kind of zapped his power. He had no no power this year. 15 home runs in 118 games. Sounds good, but it's really a very unimpressive number. That surgery, he's had plenty of time after the surgery to heal, so he should be good to go by spring training, beginning of the year. And he's not going to have any hitches in his swing or anything after that. And that power could come back. And at 459, I I don't I hate calling somebody a free pick because you've got to spend some kind of draft capital to get them. But... He seems free. Just because he could be a free twenty-five home run hit two sixty guy next year that you're getting either on the waiver wire or at the very end of the draft.
0: Yeah, he's a guy that I mean, you pointing out his injury is and the exact reason he he went from twenty nine home runs to fifteen, almost in a half batting average, he was hitting two seventy seven, hit two fifteen. So now you look at his career stats, he's only hitting two fifty, averages twenty seven home runs per per season, but yeah, I mean the Angels are still a complete enigma with, with their. Uh, I mean they have Trout, Otani, Rendon. They signed Renfro, Brendan Drury. So Walsh is going to be in the mix there somewhere as uh, only real lefty there besides Otani. So maybe he'll get some favorable matchups too. I, I imagine he was shifted a lot as a left-handed hitter. So
1: oh yeah, seventy-two percent of the time.
0: Yeah. So without that, he'll get some uh, more. Uh, base hits squeak through, get that average back up closer to his 277 number from 2021. Should get at least 20 home runs, maybe 25. Like you said, he was he had 98 RBIs in 2021, he, almost, almost a 30 home run, hundred RBI guy. If he could stay a little bit more healthy, only played 144 games. But yeah, I think he's and ADP right now is just not drafted by a hundred picks in most standard leagues. So he's a guy that, yeah, He's a he's a first baseman. He's a he can get your util spot, but yeah, he's gonna have hopefully twenty twenty five home runs. And it, I, I would say it is a free pick because it's right off off the waiver wire, or just pick him up pick him up as a free agent as a depth guy.
1: Yeah, and I just want to point out to everybody, we're not making these lists of guys that we're like this guy is gonna hit forty home runs and he's gonna be a top twenty player at the end of the year. This is meant to be guys that you can get later on in your draft or off the waiver wire. That are going to give you like mid-round value, something like that. Something like a, a Brandon Drury last year, a guy that really wasn't drafted, He was taken really late off the waiver wire, and he gave you that solid mid-round production for the entirety of the season. It came out as a nice surprise. That's what these guys are meant to be, and I think Jared Walsh fits right into that mold. Yeah, the, yeah,
0: it's it's January 30. Like we we can't be be like, oh yeah, these are must must draft sleepers <laughs> here or must pick up after the draft now these are guys we're just shooting the shit around like okay maybe this guy can bounce back here's a decent reasoning for it um moving down my list here i'll go you got, you got a little ad read for us first oh i do have an ad read here yes uh WinBet is the official sports book official online sports book of the Sport gambling podcast network WinBet is active in a bunch of states and there are tons of way to win including live betting and same game parlays there's reduced juice on size and totals for all bowl games on the day of the game. There's great promos, odds, and payouts happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, $100. Limited to state availability. there's so much to choose from, all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcastcom slash WinBet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgownpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offers up to change, jumping bycom Let's say 20 or older and present in the state where playthrough OneBite is available. If you or somebody who knows a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. And we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. At Underdog, the season never ends. Right now, you can play their weekly Battle Royale games or even draft your playoff best ball team. They also have a ton of daily games for NBA and NHL, and their MLB best ball is available to draft. Plus, when you use promo code SGPN at UnderdogFantasy.com, you get a 100% deposit match up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. All right, now I'll uh, I'll, I'll go down my list here. I, I have two veteran guys that, you know, th- this first one, I'm looking at his stats now, probably shouldn't be on my list. But uh, <laughs> he, he's, let me see where he's being drafted. He's, he's being drafted 281 overall. Uh, Charlie Blackman, I just think he's a guy oh. where, you know, career rocky course field he has 30 home run power i don't know if he i don't know if he still has that he has combined 29 home runs over the last two seasons but 78 rbis both both years there he's another depth outfielder for a fourth fifth outfielder guy in deeper leagues where you know he'll he'll hit 265 he'll, he'll get an ops around 750 800 and just be a solid solid guy for you
1: all reliable i feel like charlie blackman has been playing baseball forever uh i mean in like points leagues last year he he was the eighth ranked uh, see that can't be right what espn says charlie blackman was the eighth ranked position maybe for like a left is he the eighth ranked rocky or something (laughs) or yeah come on espn this is incorrect but yahoo has
0: yahoo has him as the 200 rank is 210
1: for the See, that yeah. sounds a lot more realistic than uh-huh. than what my stuff is saying. But, I mean, he he put up 287 points in ESPN Standard Fantasy Leagues last year, which isn't bad. He does have that cores advantage. He wasn't terrible last year. He had 264 with 22 doubles and six triples, which is excellent. Knocked in 78, not bad. And he doesn't strike out at only 109 strikeouts last year. But yeah, he's... He's one of those old reliable depth pieces. I actually, I kind of I like that choice.
0: Yeah, exactly. He's just the guy you, you you can plug in there, and you know what he's gonna do, especially especially at home, of course. Field, you can always just put him in your lineup. And then the uh, other veteran I had here, uh, changing teams from the Dodgers to the Red Sox, is a uh, projected cleanup hitter, Justin Turner. Directly oh, hit yeah. between uh, Devers and Alex Verdugo, two lefties, so maybe get some uh, good, good lefty matchups there. Um, hit 278 last year, career average 289. He has 27 home runs two years ago, 27 home runs in 2019, so he still has some power there, especially at Fenway. Maybe he's a guy that can just take advantage of the of the uh, Green Monster there or the Petsky Pole, and big guy. His ADP is 324, which is after most leagues drafts end, so uh, another free pick here if you want to uh i think he's only eligible for third base might also be uh second base let me check here no just third base but uh we'll see where he plays with boston likely dh but but we'll see where he ends up
1: yeah i mean he had 36 doubles last year which is cool like, he's he he puts up some counting stats. He's he's kind of like Blackman, like just mm-hmm. old faithful, like been around for a while. Somebody that might get overlooked just because everybody does kind of sometimes like the the young guns. So somebody like Justin Turner might slip in the draft a little bit just because of that. But he's gonna put up counting stats. He he great strikeout rate, only 16.7%. Still walks at about a 10% clip and hits 278. Like you can't ask for a whole lot more besides that. He gets you the extra base hits. He hits pretty well with runners in the scoring position, if I remember correctly. Come on, fangrass, do it for me.
0: Guys like Blackman and Turner, I think we should we should view more or label them as like safety nets. They're they're not gonna be a guy that you sleep on yeah. and like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna pick them and go off. But if you if you have a sleeper that doesn't pan out, you know, you can just pick up Turner or Blackman to to plug in there and play until you can find the the the, the, the
1: next you know hot player to to drop Turner or Blackmon for. Yeah, I, who knows how good that Red Sox lineup is going to be this season? But uh, Turner's a guy with the bases empty. He hit 251 last year. With men on base, he hit 312. And in 154 plate appearances with men in scoring position, he hit 339 with six home runs and 11 doubles. So. He loves hitting with people on base which is going to play very well. He's going to be going up against some some tough pitching in that division, but yeah, he's a end end of the draft kind of guy that you're you're not going to be disappointed in when when the season comes to an end.
0: Yeah, uh did you, do you you have anyone else or did I just completely overshoot
1: this? Oh, no, you're good. I got. So you can go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com, check out my newest article. Uh, some of the kind of under-the-radar fantasy winners of the off season thus far. And a guy that is on my fantasy winners, in my fantasy winners article, kind of break it down right now, is Will Myers, Cincinnati Reds. Ooh. His ADP is 574. So he's not even really getting drafted in deep leagues. He's going over to Great American Ballpark. He's a righty. Great American Ballpark is the second most hitter-friendly park in terms of home runs for right-handed hitters. He didn't have a bad year last year. He lost time due to injury. He only played 77 games, 7 home runs, 41 RBIs. He hit 261. But at the end of the year... He still put up, like, the kind of stats that give you hope. He, he, God, don't you hate when you get a new laptop and it's just like, oh, you want to do something? (laughs) Not today, buddy. Yeah, at the end of the year, you know, I like my uh, August to the end of the year stats. He hit 285, nine doubles, six home runs, 22 RBIs. He raised his barrel rate up from just above league average up to 10% and his hard hit rate went up to 42.2%. He does strike out a little more than I would like, which is going to keep him down in the ADP range a little bit. But just like in the article, I mentioned it earlier, the kind of the Brandon Drury comparison a little bit. He's somebody that you're going to get at the end of the draft that is going to put up. I I don't, he's my biggest breakout of 2023. I don't want to Say that he's going to put up like top 150 numbers, but he could potentially put up top 150 numbers for next season. He's going to be first base and outfield eligible, so he gets you the dual position eligibility. He makes good contact when he's healthy. What he is healthy, he proved at the end of the year, and in his career uh, at Great American Ballpark, he hits 321, if I remember that correctly. I don't know. He hits 265. In his career at great american ballpark not crazy but the power is going to translate and he could potentially be a 25 to 30 home run guy next
0: year yeah when you first mentioned him i was like i i don't see it here but looking at his uh first half second half splits second half six home runs in 45 games this is about 20 for for a full season hit 285 in the second half 831 ops yeah, went to Cincinnati. A uh, good ballpark there for hitters. You should be hitting. I mean, they oh, looking at this red lineup. It's just, it's just awful. It's, it's not good. <laughs> it's so bad. T.J. Friedel, Jonathan India, Joey Votto, Tyler Stevenson, Will Myers, Jake Fraley, Spencer Steer, Kevin Newman, and Nick Senzel. Um, yeah. Hopefully, I don't, I don't know if he signed a, a one year deal or what it is. Maybe he'll be a uh, a trade ship at the deadline. But yeah, like you said, he could uh, get back to his. 25 home runs especially at a ballpark like cincinnati and then maybe he gets that rejuvenation and he's able to take that to a contender in the second half
1: yeah we talked a lot in the beginning of this podcast about kind of the coors advantage don't underestimate that great american ballpark Mm -hmm. advantage either it is it is neck and neck with coors for the most hitter friendly parks and it's actually better than coors when it comes to home runs for most hitter friendly parks So when you get these vets that go over there that are going to hit in a pretty predominant spot in the lineup, he's going to get the ABs. He has the pot to make it count. It may not always be pretty, but for a guy that's pretty much not getting drafted, to find a guy that's not getting drafted that has like legitimate 30 home run potential to where if he hits 30 home runs, you're not going to be surprised, that's hard to do so. I think 2023 is the year that people talk about Will Myers again. And, I mean, he's going to make me a Reds fan. That's a lie. (laughs) That's an absolute lie. I'm never going to be a Reds fan. Go Mariners. (laughs) But, I mean, they got Jake Fraley, former Mariner legend, that long (laughs) hair. Oh, and I have one more Red on my list.
0: Do you have another Red on your list? it Uh, It has to be a pitcher, right?
1: No, I didn't put any pictures. Did Joey we, Votto t- bounce back? No, Ellie De La Cruz. Ooh, he did have. I a, want, I want another French young guy. guy. He did. I mean, and his ADP is six oh one. He, it's, it's a rough one because who knows if Ellie even plays in twenty twenty three. I think Fangrass has his uh, ETA at twenty twenty four, but he does have that power speed combo that the Reds might just say, fuck it this year, and let's bring him up. And if they bring him up, it is going to be electric, very much like O'Neill Cruz last year. I know we had uh, Eric Cross from Fantrax on uh, one of our earlier episodes. I think it was episode eight, if my memory serves correctly. And he had that Alfonso Soriano comp for Ellie De La Cruz. So he's not a guy that's going to start out the year for you in like a redraft league being any sort of beneficial. He's not going to get you anything. But when he gets called up, watch out.
0: Yeah, I mean he's he's another one of those those true sleepers, along with Walker. Where where if you if you draft him late, or if you if you if you're able to pick him up before he gets caught up, then he's going to be a guy that you know he he has all the tools to to be one of those those top players, possibly a, possibly a Julio Rodriguez type.
1: Yeah, it, like it, last year between High A and Double A, he hit 304 with. 31 doubles, 9 triples, 28 home <laughs> runs, and stole 37 bases in only 120 games. That's absurd. Yeah. I, if he gets the call and gets to play in Great American Ballpark, yeah, uh, he might hit one 500 feet out there. <laughs> yeah, he could there.
0: Right, I, I have a few pitchers here to close things out. Uh, play it so, on me. Close things out with a a Phillies pitcher here, Ranger Suarez. uh ADP right now of um 294. Last year 10 and seven 365 ERA doesn't get a ton of strikeouts only 129 in 155 innings but Phillies should be good again. He should be able to get double digit wins. He's a solid pitcher. He had a 272 uh no a uh 136 ERA the year before. So I mean he was working as both a reliever and a starter. So now he's a he's a starter. He's going to be the Number three, number four in there, and yeah, I, I, I like him as he he could be a sleeper where he's a guy you you draft really late and he ends up being someone that you just keep on your team the whole year. Uh, two other guys here, both Mets: Carlos Carrasco at three hundred forty-three. Love that and, one. And uh, Jose Quintana, Quintana at four hundred and fifteen. I mean, he, he's he just completely overlooked career ERA. 11 years he's been in the league, in the league now. 375 ERA. Uh, last year was 293. You know, he's really kind of settled in after the time with, with the Cubs there after going from the White Sox. So, you know, the Mats, the, uh, the city field, the, uh, the pitcher friendly ballpark there. I think he's a guy that he's going to be a, a, a pitching safety net. Quintana or, uh, Carrasco, both of those guys should be able to pick up some wins and keep their
1: ERAs relatively low yeah and i think that's something big to look for in those late round guys is you don't necessarily always want to chase wins but if you're drafting guys at the end of your draft that are going to get you double digit wins that's huge that's especially points league's wins a win is usually like eight points or 10 points depending on what league you play in for a win solid so getting a guy that late in the draft that's almost guaranteed double digit wins nothing's really guaranteed but almost guaranteed at least 10. It, that's that's a real good pickup and mm-hmm. like uh nick uh nick from pitcher list said carrasco has that incredibly favorable first few starts this coming year so being that far down the adp board when he starts out the year what did he say like miami oakland and miami is his first three starts or something like that yeah we three Love it love it that's all i got though i don't have anybody else on my
0: um, I have two I didn't mention, uh, Spencer Torkelson. I looked up his stats and that's just a no-go for me. And then, uh, <laughs> I, I have Jared Kalnick. I, I think he's a guy that, you know, I'm going to buy into the September hype again, possibly as a, uh, a late pick, uh, ADP of 289. He, he he, like Carlson had burnt me twice before last year and the year before, so I probably won't take him. But monitor his spring training and how he's doing there to see if he's worth a late flyer.
1: You know what, Kelnick is a is a a kid I can call that because like, he's only like 23. He could burn me over and over and over, and I'll <laughs> I'll allow it. I I refuse to believe that he's a bust. That is the Mariners fan in me that just kind of like really need him to actually pan out. So. he's got the K rate down at the end of the year last year, down to just 24%. He made solid contact. His barrel rate for that September, uh, October stretch he had was 19.4%. So like he, he had every year that he's gone down to the minors, he's kind of tweaked his swing a little bit. Like he comes up, he's like confident about his swing. He's got, look at that. It doesn't work at the major league level. So they send him down to Tacoma works with the coaches there, tweaks the swing a little bit, tears up the minors, comes back up, it works a little bit, and he kind of reverts back to his old ways. They send him back down, tweak the swing. Whatever the last swing tweak that he made in Tacoma last year, I think it legitimately worked. He did kind of struggle at the very tail end of the year, kind of that October, last day of September, little stretch there. But I want September Kellinick to be a full season Kellenick so bad. And if that happens, a 19% barrel rate, that would have been the fourth best in all of baseball. Like that's guys like Schwarber, Judge, Jordan Alvarez. Like that's, that's that level of a barrel rate. And he may start the year in a little platoon with like Sam Haggerty, but that's okay. We love Swaggerty out here, <laughs> but he, He's got a spot on the major league roster. He plays elite defense. He was like the when he got sent down the first time earlier in the year. He was like the third best defensive uh, was a left fielder, but which is pretty good. He just uh, you can't really play that good a defense and hit 140. You end up like Jackie Bradley Jr., which uh, that's not necessarily (laughs) working out the best for him either. So yeah, if Kellnick pans out, he he's going to give you massive production. But it's just a matter of, can he take that swing he worked on last year, bring it into spring training, refine it with the coaching staff there, and then bring it into the regular season and stick with it? Maybe he should take a trip over to driveline. Mm-hmm. I had to get my little driveline plug <laughs> in. I mean, this is right down the road from out right here in Seattle. And speaking of driveline, our boy Lars Newbar, yeah. getting some driveline work in. He's in his undies. Getting some hits. Oh. The, you could catch the video on Twitter. I think we retweeted it from our uh, our page with a little uh, "In Lars, we trust." Yeah, he got that average exit, or he got what's the exit Velo went up to like 110. Lars oh, with the 110 a average exit Velo was nuts. <laughs> but he's another guy. I don't know what his ADP is, but he'll be on my team in every league this year. So ADP yeah. one
0: 197, oh. 197.99.
1: So yeah, he's, he's a top a, 150 guy. Yeah. He's a top 150
0: guy. He's a. Uh, I saw he's playing in the World Baseball Classic for uh, Japan, I believe. Yeah, Team, Team Japan. He's playing for. So, yeah, ev- even more reason for him to go hit up, hit up drive line and get his swing ready.
1: Hell yeah! And with a cool ass name like that, you you're bound to be successful regardless. But yeah. I mean, I think that's I think that's what we got for this our first episode of the year under the new name, new logo, same us. I'm excited. Again, follow us on the new Twitter. I mean, it's not really new Twitter. We just changed our, our at. It's at fake baseball now.
0: Yeah, definitely follow us there. Uh, yeah, in January now, I mean, the off season is, it's pretty much the off season now. There's no more free agency rumors, really. There's not going to be trade rumors. So let us know what you want to hear from us. If you want to do uh, some positional rankings, if you want us to go through our, our first round top 10 picks, top 12 picks. Uh, yeah, whatever feedback you guys want to hear, let us know. We'll... Uh, We'll, we'll give you those episodes, and maybe we'll uh, have a mock draft coming up soon, hopefully. And yeah, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Fake Baseball, on Facebook. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we're going to get that name changed hopefully soon, so you'll be able to find us at uh, Baseball Money Is Fake. But for now, you can just search for the SGPN Fantasy Baseball Podcast. You can find us there, or just follow us on Twitter, and we have links everywhere, or, or join the Discord, or, or whatever. There's just so many different places you can find us.
1: Yeah, we are literally everywhere. That Discord is sg.pn/slash/discord. Pretty easy to find. There's a ton of people in there. I think we're over a thousand people in the Discord now, if yeah. I remember correctly. I haven't checked in a while, but we got a lot of people in there talking about all kinds of different sports. Catch us in the baseball channel, the hockey channel. Got a good little hockey channel going mm-hmm. there. Lots of talk going on. Uh, don't forget to kind of, you know, show us some love on the the streaming platforms. We always love those five-star ratings and reviews. They help us go a long way to growing this thing we've got going. And uh, I think, as usual, you can just catch me on Twitter at Bulacay, B-U-H-H-L-O-C-K-A-Y-E.
0: Yeah, make sure you leave us a, a five-star rating review on Apple or read it here
1: on the show. But,
0: yeah, uh, as always, I am Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at S O P.
1: And we'll catch you guys next time. Peace.